All right, guys, welcome to the second episode of season two. We are here back again. We're going to be talking about a day in the life of an actor. Once again, we have special guests with us who is soon to be the co-host, Ashton Maxwell. What's poppin'? So stay tuned because we have a very great episode for you guys. We hope you get a lot from it. And for those of you that are aspiring to be actors, this should be a great insight as to what to expect. Lord have mercy. See you guys in a few seconds after this break. All right, everyone. We are ready to get started. So today, like I said, we're talking about a day in the life of an actor. So I'm going to start on the night before. Because on the night before is usually when they send us the email that tells us what we need to wear, what time to be there, where to be, where to park, and what to do once you're there. Because nobody sends us nothing on time. Anything that you get from a casting that you're going to go to the next day is normally within 12 hours, which is one of the most annoying things to deal with as someone in this industry. Especially if you're the type of person that goes to sleep on time, you might not go to sleep on time because you're still waiting on the email because they haven't wrapped from that day yet. So Yo, until they the wrap, they don't know. Oh my goodness. Yeah. They mm. don't tell you until they wrap that day as to when to be there the next day. So that's the part that really is going to get on your nerves. But that's just the slight work of it all. So now, once you figure out what you're supposed to be doing what you're supposed to be wearing, what time you got to wake up and where you're supposed to be and plan all your trip. Now you got to pick out the outfits. And what they usually tell you in there is to come dressed in your first look and to bring like three to five different other outfits that could possibly be used for that scene. So now you got to go in the closet and in the drawer and pull out all this shit, iron it, press it, hang it in the bag. And for me, I just throw mine in the suitcase and be like, I hope y'all got a steamer when I get there because that's what it's going to be. Yo, the steamer thing, I'm very happy you said that because I'm one of those people that travels for my work when I do get the opportunity to. And sometimes things collide. And I've run into like three or four instances where I've gotten off of a plane with even a garment bag that's supposed to keep your stuff all night and tidy and a suitcase. And when you get to these casting calls and you're expected to just take yourself out and be ready to go, you got more wrinkles than anybody that's ever done any amount of X, Y, and Z in their life. Right. It, it'd be a whole process to try and look presentable in front of these people and be professional in front of these people. So, so I got me a personal steamer that I carry with me from Amazon.com. How much was it on Amazon? Please let us know. You might want to drop the link because I need one myself. Well. My steamer technically was not purchased by me, but we're not talking about that right now. I had to get someone else to purchase it for me. So, I don't know. Listen. That, so, you can make a wish list on Amazon and people will buy you things if they like you because some people don't. As like a model and an actor, that's one thing that I've neglected on. And I've been saying it for about three or four months now since I've actually fully gotten a perspective on what these people want when you show up they expect top tier dressed to the nine and sometimes you ain't got no choice but to show up as how you show up because you can't do nothing better and if you're able to have that 
steamer on you or able to have an iron on you by any chance because that's a stretch. But if you're able to have at least a steamer on you, that can change your image with these people, these casters, so much. Just because, all right, you look like you're professional. You look like you prepared for this, even though 20 minutes before the damn casting, you're like, let me steam this out so I don't look like I'm homeless. Right. And that can change the whole image of you. Depending on what you feel about yourself, that is what they will feel about you is that first impression of what they see when you walk through the door. First impressions are important. First impressions are always important. So once you come up with all of that and you packed it for the night and then you go to sleep, okay. It's a good thing I'm funny. Now, (laughs) this is my only problem. I hate Monday castings because Monday is the start of a new week. So that means it's going to be early as hell. Nobody trying to deal with nothing. So you got to wake up about 4 o'clock in the morning if you got an hour's drive like me. Because I got to get up. I need to eat. I need to make sure that I'm up, first of all. And then I need to make sure all my stuff is packed in the car and all of that shit. I got to have my cosmetics, brush hair, uh, grease, lotion, all of that. Because you're going to be on set for at least 12 hours. Don't trust that anything over eight, it's going to be 12. Anything over eight is going to be 12. I don't want to hear it. Unless you work with Tyler Perry, because Tyler Perry is going to have you out of day and four. Nope. (laughs) Nope. He wants to get you out that early, but if if they have enough time, they will shoot for the next episode type of deal. Oh, okay. The last two castings that I've had have been for Tyler Perry, and he literally prides himself over eight. Oh. I can tell you specifically... The last three, two to three shoots that I've been at for him have been well, over before 12 COVID. hours. Before COVID, it was like... Before COVID, I ain't got nothing to speak on because I was in Florida. Oh, okay. Well, before COVID, man, we are going in and trying to be like, all right, send him home. We're like, God damn, we ain't been in for six hours. Okay, I like it. Nah, they changed... And the, get paid for eight. They okay. have changed the protocol to yes. the point where they are shooting in advance if they can. Because of the variable of life. So if they can fit through. The last show that I was on, they shot three episodes in one day. Mm. I'm not going to say what I was on or what I was doing, but they shot three episodes in one day because they had the time. Everybody that was there for that wasn't as happy as they could have been because they didn't know that. However... The fact that you're able to be in three episodes for such a prominent individual speaks more volumes than the work that you had to do. Because some people didn't get picked to do anything for several hours. Me being one of them, I'm not going to complain about it. I got a chance. Regardless, you are going to be there longer than you expect every Every single time. Every time. If you're wondering. Just to let you know. So, when you wake up, and you travel your hour. Now, mm. if you're going to an early morning set, usually they serve breakfast. So, you know, according to how early it is, you can expect to have breakfast when you get there. Now, let's say it's not that... the quality of breakfast. Good God. I'm sorry. I can't. Because, like, uh, I don't want to cut you off. But, like, I've been on several different spectrums of what that breakfast looks like. Okay. Some of the people that might be listening to this, watching it, whatever, will understand 
depending on what job you have that day is what breakfast you get and you're right. not allowed to be mad happy sad or have any emotion towards it whatsoever because you booked for that gig right lord have mercy so when you get there let's start off with the check-in before we talk about breakfast the check-in is you get in the line to get your voucher your voucher is a carbon copy of basically your time sheet and when you get that you have to fill it out and everything and do whatever sometimes they take it back from you sometimes you have to hold on to it the entire day now if you're going to be there for a while you need to keep up with that voucher now mind you on that voucher there's a spot for a lot of personal information so you want to make sure you put that away somewhere where people won't be looking at it and ogling it because your social security number is a very vital piece of information that they will ask for so keep that hidden now once you check in and tell them you're here here's the process you go through what's wardrobe and then wardrobe they tell you whether or not what you have on in your first look is acceptable or they look through what you have and tell you to change now you're so nice you are so nice what you're nice in your description you are so nice in your description because my my experience is so so plastered in a direction it's disgusting almost because I, we've been on a couple of shows together, mm -hmm. and I can see that being a valuable thing. But I have also been on shows where you show up thinking that they sent you the poster boards of what you what they expect. Mm -hmm. They tell you, we want this kind of look, this kind of look, this kind of look. Mm -hmm. You can show up thinking that, they're not going to change anything. I'm going to be perfectly fine the way that I'm that I am, and I'm going to be comfortable. Right. I don't have to worry about anything. I'll bring like two extra looks just in case. Mm -hmm. They will take you and strip you down at that moment and say everything that you did was completely wrong. What else do you have? Blows my mind every time. Blows my mind every time because you've prepared for this. You've thought about it. You're putting your heart and soul into it, some people. And you're like, what I'm doing right now is what they're asking for. They're not going to ask me for much more than this. I can bring a couple of options also, but this is what they're going to look for. You're mm -hmm. wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. Doesn't well, matter. in your experience, okay, you're saying that you're wrong. But for the majority of the experiences that, I, that I've had, when I go, it's usually... Okay, unless they're looking for a period piece or whatever, because then they have your costume ready for you. Because I don't have no fifties <laughs> and seventies outfits. The period pieces are way more annoying because then right. you're like, okay, do you have this blouse that's from like nineteen seventy six? Like, you does have that work? Something with a bigger collar, or no, I don't. Why is your car not rumbling like it should? It should rumble that way. We hired you to bring your car here. It's not <laughs> doing the whole. <laughs> thing at the end it's like no that's what we were looking for give me my 25 dollars as a bump and then just like keep going right because that's all i'm here for just give me what um y'all told me y'all gonna give me I'm good change. god so definitely i will say that the experiences differ 
Because at times, like I said, if you take your time and put together an outfit, sometimes they're like, oh, yeah, you look great. Um, definitely after COVID, because they didn't want to have to let you use the clothes that they have. They were more lenient. <laughs> Straight but back. before COVID, it was what he's saying. It's usually you walk up in there and you feel like I'm dressed to impress. I'm down. I got the look. Yeah. I looked at the pictures. I done did everything y'all asked me to do. And them bastards were still, look at what you have and tell you to put on something different. Now, the only time it's really not an issue is on cattle calls. And cattle calls are the fucking worst. 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 Because they have hundreds of people. We were at a call this this weekend that had 2,000. The number that they came up with after everything was said and done and people were like, oh, I'll take a raffle ticket. Right. 2,000. 230 plus people. Mm-mm. 2,000 for a model casting call. They're picking 20 people. There was 2,000. Mm-hmm. Bro, I can't. Uh, I cannot. No. I'll be an actor every day. At least they tell you no before you show up. Right. I'll be an actor every day. Nope. Stand in line for four and a half hours to not even have a chance to get a yes or a no. <laughs> I respect the modeling world to a T. You have to be a model in order to get into the acting business because you have to be able to promote whatever you're shooting. I will completely understand that. I do not want to stand in a line for two and a half hours for a model call to not even get the opportunity to walk. To br- Walk, breathe, breathe. You couldn't breathe in the room. We was in the same line, sir. You didn't get a chance to breathe in the line unless you walked through the door. Let me tell you, there was 3,000 people in line. 1,000, oh, 1,500 did not get to walk through the door to say hello. I'm not doing it. More than that. Hello. If you get the huh out, for the love of God. What? No. The okay, so I know we deterring a little bit from what we're talking about, but that call that day it, definitely made me aggravated because here's the part that got me. They didn't have a restroom. They had a restroom. They wouldn't let you inside unless you were either going to get something or you were already inside. They had a restroom. They had a restroom in another part of the building, but after a certain time, an event had started, so you couldn't in? use that because there's an event going on in the other part of the building. Is that what they told you? That's what they told me. I'm sorry. There was a bathroom inside that entire time. They wouldn't let anybody inside. I can't. See, they would not let anybody inside. Anyway, let's get back to this. It's intertwined. That's the only reason I brought it up. Because right. if you're going to be is. an actor, you have to be a model. Because in order to be an actor, you have to promote whatever the hell you're shooting. And if you're shooting a movie, you have to take proofs, which is what they are called. You have to take mm-hmm. proof photos of whatever you're shooting so that people can promote that on the other end. They do that pre-production, not post-production. Sometimes they do it in between and that post, but mostly all of the product pushing and all of the promotion is done beforehand. And they hire people for that. In case anybody wanted to do some photo double work, or do some kind of stand-in work. They do, in pre-production, 
take photography and take footage of the people that are supposed to be stand-ins or photo doubles for the lead cast. Mm -hmm. So you do have that opportunity if it is given to you. And as some people will learn throughout the course of this industry, you are only giving opportunities when they are spoken to you. Right. I was lucky enough. Cool. Great. But that is something to also be on the lookout for and something to also ask questions about is if they've already done their preliminary photo shoots and stuff like that so that you can gain more work in the process. Little tit for tat, little sprinkle of knowledge. Enjoy it as you may. Continue. (laughs) So after you're checking with wardrobe and they do whatever they need to do to make you look where they need you to look, now it's time to go into the line for hair and makeup. Hair and makeup for men is usually you look good, move on. And that's not always the case. Mm. Sometimes they're like, oh, we need you to shave. We need you to cut this off, cut your mustache down. We need you to take your facial hair down. And most of the times they will give you that information in the email that they send the night before. So... Let's jump back to the night before. If they send you that and you're a man that has to shave and do all this clean face stuff, now you got to shave before you go to bed because it ain't going to be enough time in the morning to do all that. But hair and makeup, is it used to be a situation where they would actually cut your hair, shave you if they needed to. And when it came down to makeup, it's mainly covering tattoos because they don't want your tattoos to be shown. So for those that do makeup and they can cover their own, I suggest you go ahead and get that covered before you even go, unless the email says tattoos are okay. But for the majority of us, tattoos aren't okay, so they cover everything because they don't want any liability of having an artist say, hey, you use my tattoo in your show, and I want my cut. So that turns into a whole legal argument that you don't want to be in. (laughs) Like for real. So hair and makeup is a very brief thing for most. Before COVID, they would give you haircuts, fix you up, give you a nice tied up, tight your little lineup up or whatever, shave you or whatever what they had to do. But now it's like, eh, hope you bought some stuff because if you didn't, then you're gonna have to go home. So Mm -hmm. and they don't always pay you when they send you home. They there don't. are very many occasions where if you don't fit a demographic and you're there long enough, they will pay you for that day. But that is a case-by-case basis because most of the time when they send you home, you go home without any money. You just wasted your day because you didn't want to uh, you didn't want to adhere to the rules that they gave you. There are ways around that. I'm going to say that, but there are ways around it. (laughs) There are ways around it. So now, after we've gotten through the check-in, checked in with wardrobe, and checked in with hair and makeup, at this point is now when you're able to go have your breakfast. So now we're going to jump back to the breakfast topic. Okay, so for some, breakfast is going to be Nice and lavish, but that's very rare and far apart. You're so kind. Unless you have a small group of like 20 or less people, your breakfast is going to be very, very bland. 
Okay, I have a question for you. Have you ever done anything that is more than background work? Yes. So you've done like stand-in photo double work? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So can you elaborate on the what the difference is right. between I was getting married. those different breakfasts? I'm, I, that is something that hits me in my heart. I love food. So when me I found too. the certain information out, I was like, wait a minute. It, you get this food when you over here? Hold up. That changes the whole game. Because that, that was a driving force for me alone. I was like, I get better food. Hello? But that's for you to talk about. That's not for me to okay. talk about. Okay, so ahead. now, since he brought it up, we're going to talk about the different levels and stages that come with the acting realm. Because there's a lot of differences on the different levels. Yeah. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break and hit some sponsor ads, and then we'll be right back with that breakdown. All right, guys, so we're back, and we're now going to talk about the breakdown on the different levels of this acting realm. First and foremost, let's start with these levels of acting. First and foremost, there's the background acting that most people are going to jump in right off just to get the experience. So the background acting is basically low level. Don't, don't shy away from say it. it. I don't want to say it like that, but it is. It's basically low level. You don't get the best of anything, and you don't get much instruction on what you should do or how to do it, but you need to hurry up and wait. Um then there's the second team level. Before you jump into the second team, I will say from personal experience, you have to do the background stuff before you get before anywhere. you get anywhere. anywhere. Because anytime that you are submitting to roles or you're submitting to castings, some of them are going to ask if you have any kind of experience. Right. And the background experience is way more experienced than no experience whatsoever. Right. If you have somewhat of an experience being on camera, especially if it's on something that is more major than a regular indie film, Mm -hmm. if you can say that you've been on camera and been seen or worked on a professional set that's Netflix, Hulu, a movie scene or some kind of whatever. network cable Lifetime, television, whatever. it doesn't matter. Any of those situations that you or any of those opportunities that you get, you are able to put those things on your resume and use them as a way to make yourself look better in the eyes of casting. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how good you are at your job. If you are not good in the eyes of casting, you will be irrelevant as the dirt on the bottom of my shoe from the parking right. lot. So keep that in mind, please, as you look into doing background work. If you look into doing background work, background work is not something to be shied away from. It is definitely something that you need to do, especially if you need a paycheck. It is a nice couple hundred dollars that you can put into your pocket, but regardless, it is something that looks phenomenal on a resume, especially when you have nothing. Right. So don't shy away from it. Continue, sir. So now, the next level is what I consider to be second team. Second team are photo doubles, stand-ins, and, you know, other things are considered like hand doubles or whatever 
But this next level of second team is where you actually get privileges that first team gets, but not to that extent. Meaning, which where we got to this topic was the meals. If you're on background, there is a set meal that you're going to get, and that's all you have an option of. There's no adding anything, taking anything off, or whatever. Like What they have is what you get. If you're a vegan, you're going to hate it. I'm telling you now, you're going to hate it because there's not many options for you if you're vegan as a background as to what you can eat. But they do have things available. Salads and a bunch of vegetables. They give you options, but like the options are... They don't even give you options for real. Because sometimes I've been to sets where they have chicken this and pork this and that's it. Chicken, pork, and steak, and then steak vegan. Steak is usually not even on the list for background. Bless your heart. The productions that Some I've been productions on, you, I've get, been on, you, you get. get steak, but <laughs> that's very fucking rare. It's, no, it's not rare. It's overdone. It is tougher than teriyaki beef well, jerky. I mean, it's like you don't get that option all the time, especially on cattle calls. Bless, cattle calls, oh, you will never get steak. Cattle calls, you let's don't, not even go there with cattle, cattle calls. I've been to you don't even get food, so I don't. Oh, know. okay. <laughs> because I've gone to some where because I'm just background, they have box lunches prepared, and it's a bagel with some cream cheese, a fruit, and a juice. If that, they bring it over in a paper water. bag, and you you right, and luck. that's it. That's what you got to eat this morning. That's one or two Bread, meals on that day. A fruit and something to drink. Lord have mercy, it's so tough. Now, there are other ones where you'll go and they have prepared burritos or whatever, but it's just those choices. It depends on the on the budgeting for the production. Right. Because I was it was explained to me at one point on a specific production that when they went into the financing of everything, that this situation wasn't considered. So the funding for the food for the BG on this specific situation was not adhered to. Right. So all of our crafty went away in about 24 hours instead of 48. We didn't even talk about We didn't even day. got the crafty yet. Lord have mercy. It, it, it's so now, like Lord I said, Jesus. with second team, second team is basically the same as first team except for Someone else goes and gets first team's food and takes it to them. Second team, you get to go to the same line that first team and production go to. Thank you, Lord. So now, when you've reached second team, or you're a photo double, stand-in, whatever, you get to go to the line. You can tell them, hey, I want an omelet. I want this, 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 and this. And they make it to order for you. Never been treated so good in my life. Now... That's another level that I would like to stay on, but there isn't so much available for that because it's just like principal roles. It ain't a hundred of those. The principal roles are about max five to ten for a production. I never thought I, st- I never thought getting a stand-in role would be as difficult as it is, but it's it almost is. as difficult to get it's a stand-in role as role. it is to get a principal role. Right. It is disturbing. It's very disturbing. It is very disturbing. It's like they're not, if you think about it from the outside perspective, let me say, you're not really doing that much. No. 
you're just showing up at the same time and expected to be the same person right. as that person casting. But then, work. exactly. But on the other spectrum, it's you're expected to be the same as this person without actually being mm-hmm. that person. Right. We're not going to pay you as much and we expect you to do just as much work. Right. However, if you chose to say no, no. But when it comes to those specific principal roles, if they hire you for that, you are expected to be there. You are expected to adhere to those rules and obligations that you signed for Mm -hmm. because principal roles have to sign for whatever they're getting. And then you adhere to those things and then you get the money you're looking for. The stand-ins, Lord have mercy. I did a a stand-in gig for February, August, about six, seven months. And I did get some blessings in between, but one of the things that I realized throughout that six, seven months was that you are expected to adhere to the same rules as the main person without being the main person or getting the main person's pay, which is way different than what the hell you're getting. Right. But you still have to be the same quality of person. So, as second team... If you take it to a theatrical level, you're just the understudy. And to that extent, there is no, if they fall loose, you get to fill in. No. <sighs> but I wish. I wish. Oh, my similar God. Similar to that, whereas then you need to know the lines, you need to know your marks, you need to be able to do the scene the way they would do it. Just in case they need to do a rehearsal to practice camera angles, to make sure sound is right, all of that shit. And that's like so, the small part, that difference between film production and theatrical. Like, exactly. Right. Because I have plenty of friends that do the theater side of it and they're able to take the, not take their time, but rehearse for right. so long. So that once they get to the main stage, they don't have to worry about and X, see, Y, that's and where Z. I got started. So with me... Same. Coming in with theatrics, I know all of that part. So that was easier for me to get my second team position because being an understudy gives you that head up above those that are just jumping into the industry. Amen. So now we've talked about background and second team. Let's move to first team because with first team, it is where you want to be. Oh my I promise goodness. you, it is where you want to be. If you hear that you but, are first team, you have made it to a point that many others dream of wishing to get many to. Many others. Many. <laughs> and Good when we God. say many others, we're not being dramatic at all. There are thousands, if not millions of people this that week. are in this industry that are trying their hardest to get to first team status. First team status, meaning you get your own dressing room. You got people that they are on your beck and call for water, for tissue, for food. You got to go to the bathroom, honey, and we can cut everything we do and take you to the bathroom, honey. They will walk you to the restroom, stand outside the trailer that you're using the restroom in, and then when you come out, don't let it be too much sun because they have an umbrella to block the sun for you. Bruh, they have rest oh rest in peace to the queen. You get treated as the queen of England if you are first team. You don't have to deal with no type of natural disasters. You don't have to deal with any natural inconveniences. If anything ever pops up 
you are just above whatever decides to pop up that day. It's raining today. Again, oh, I have an umbrella for you. Oh, it's turning into a typhoon. The rain is getting real heavy. We're just going to take you back to the trail. Let me go get your car. Right. I go get your car. I miss it. I'm, I... It's, it's that, that is like one it. of the areas that makes you so spoiled. But if you're one of those people that understand where you are in the moment, right. mm-hmm. you can justify it in any other situation. If you can't justify it in any other situation, you are mundane. You are bland. You are looking for the cheap way out. You are looking for quick gratification and you are not going to make it far. However, when you're one of those patient people that just takes the situation as how it is and you're going to vibe with the situation as it is, you turn into one of the people that they can't live without. Right. And you stay there longer and they adhere to you and and care for you way more than anybody that's just going to be in that day for a couple hours and then gone and you never see them again. Right. Now. Mind you, with the first team position comes contract. That's what you want. Please. Ultimately, that's what everyone is looking for, a contract. Contracts are like saying, I now have a full-time job that I know I'm going to have for this period of time, getting this amount of pay each week. And that's what we all strive for. Hallelujah. Now, mind you, once again, There's a lot of competition for that, but the competition is weeded out by the fact that you either have the look that they're looking for, you have experience that makes you above and beyond valuable to the production, and third of all, you have, in fact, done the work that you needed to do to make yourself valuable. I'm going to cut you off. There is one thing that you are missing, which is going to help people more than what you're saying. The network that you keep. That can help too. I'm not going to say that can help. Me personally, I will say that it will help. Because if you're able to be on a set that you've never been on before, with people that you've never been around before, and be able to talk to all of these people in a genuine way. It doesn't have to be a huge blown conversation, more or less of a who you are, what you do, where you're from, why you're here. If you're able to do that with not only the people in the background with you, but if you're able to do that with the set production, that will change your life on another scale. Mm-hmm. A lot of the work that has helped me progress in the few, in the few years that I've been here Mm-hmm. is solely based off of the fact that I I don't go out of my way to talk to production, but when I have an opportunity to have a conversation with somebody in production, I'm going to have that conversation. I've gotten to connect within the last week, just to say, mm-hmm. that I talked to, I've seen him before, I've seen him on a couple of different sets, but I've never gone out of my way to talk to him. Mm-hmm. However, on this previous production that I was on, I was put close enough to him. He was talking to the group that I was in and I managed to put my remarks towards him. Mm -hmm. And I was saying words towards him. And I made sure that I said, if you ever need anyone in this set area, 
I am one of the people that is by far willing to drop what I'm doing and show up for what I'm doing because that is what I am predicated on. I'm predicated on working on productions. I'm predicated on being in this industry and whatever I have to do to be in this industry, that's not going to compromise my morals. I am ready to do. And he immediately said, before we leave today, make sure you get my contact information. Right. And little little instances like that are going to change your life. Mm-hmm. Because you can go from, I'm just a random background actor to, okay, I have production experience on this film. I have PA experience on this film. I have COVID experience on this film. And all of those things go into your resume to tell other people that, okay, they know how to act in this realm. They know how to present themselves in this realm. They're not going to act out of a certain way inside this realm. And they can be trusted mm-hmm. to stay Trust. in this realm without messing any of Trust. our jobs up. And then they still get paid in the process. Mm-hmm. So it's following protocol and staying in the lines that of which you signed to be in. Right. So that is one thing that I wanted to jump in and say that you can definitely move yourself up by conversating with these people, but you have to have the fortitude, the knowledge, the chutzpah, if you will, for lack of anything else, to. J- Go out, not even jump in, to go out into an area and talk to people and say, I'm good at my job. I can do these things. I can be an asset to you if you let me. Because at the end of the day, in this industry, it's solely off of give me a chance. Right. And you really can't get a job unless you know somebody. Right. So You can't get no big job unless you know somebody. Okay. So I would have to definitely agree on that because... That's how I got my long-standing role on a couple of um, films because I spoke to a few people to say, hey, this is my name. How are you? And when I see them on set, I constantly address them and be like, hey, you're doing an awesome job. You're a great PA. You're a great whatever. You know, whatever I can do to make them feel like this person sees my value, so I want to show them that I see their value. So it has helped me because I, on another level, have gotten to know the casting department because the casting director and their assistants are people you want to get to know. Because if you know them and they know you and they know that you're a valuable asset, yes, they will definitely put yes. you ahead of everyone else on the list as to, yes, He's going to do what we need him to do. He's going to do the look. He's going to, He's willing to cut whatever, do whatever we need yes. him to do. And that's how you get in to doing more and multiple roles because people know that you are willing to do what needs to be done. So definitely the networking that needs to be done when you're on set, do it. Do not be the silent, sit to the side person thinking that you're going to make it because you just look so good or whatever. Be that standout. Because I'm telling you, it's nothing like knowing the people that actually cast, then having that opportunity to be like, hey, we don't even have to go to the list. These are the people that we want. You want to be one of those people. You I will say there is a small disclaimer because there, that's not going to happen for everybody all no. the time. No. 
because a lot of people want that to be the situation because as we're talking about it, people go, oh, well, I'm going to look at it that way and that's how I'm going to treat the situation. Right. You have to be one of those people that feels out the situation. You Mm -hmm. have to be one of those that kind of people watches and sees how a situation is going to play out before it actually plays out. Right. That is not always the case. And you can kind of just meander through and figure out what you can figure out. It's the people that make decisions for themselves and Mm -hmm. don't change on those decisions for themselves that get further, good or bad, realistically, good or bad. Because depending on who you're talking to, your good can be good or your good can be detrimental. Your bad can be good or your bad can be detrimental. So it's really situational based, which is why our industry is so hard is because you have to cater to whoever you're talking to that day. So whatever you're doing has to be predicated on the fact that you're going into whatever situation you're going into that day. And I'm bringing in the energy and the chutzpah that this day requires. Because whatever required of today is not necessarily going to be required of tomorrow. Right. One day you can be a serial killer and you have to be prepared to kill everybody on this planet with no questions asked and you have to have that personification. But the next day you can be playing a baby face and you have to be the sweetest person that's been on the face of the planet. Right. And some people dive so deep into their characters that they can't get out of their characters for about two, three weeks or right. months, okay. let alone days. If they've done their work. Exactly. And when it gets into this industry, it's the ability to turn that on and off that makes you so good at what you're able to do. Exactly. And the people and there's even people that are of the highest nature that have won full on awards, Emmys, Oscars, Grammys that have still had trouble getting out of a character that they were once in because they had to get so deep into Into it. it. Mm hmm. I was just watching a documentary on uh, the dude Peter, whatever, that just did the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. Oh, my gosh. Since that is so relevant. Even he spoke about how it was mentally trying on him. Right. Because not only did he play Jeffrey Dahmer, which is a character that is beyond the mental capacity of most common human beings. Mm -hmm. He had to do several other different characters with American Horror Story that were just out of his nature. But as an actor, we have to learn how to jump into these people, learn their thought process, Mm -hmm. learn how they move, learn how they think, learn what their mindset is and change that into our mindset to portray that on a camera. Right. But it is then up to us to turn that switch off. Right. To go, I'm not on camera anymore. I'm not filming anymore. This character is dead and gone. We're not doing any more episodes, series, seasons. Right. I have to cut that off. And there's a lot of people in our industry that have a hard time with that, that have to seek out help. And if they don't seek out help, you end up like certain celebrities that I won't name that I'm thinking of who end up just calling it quits. completely on life just because they can't handle the mental strain that they put on themselves just to portray a character right 
not even being the full character themselves, just the act of portraying said character puts such a mental strain on a person that they can't handle living anymore. Mm -hmm. So these are things that people don't genuinely look at when they want to jump into this realm because they just want to be one of those few that get the opportunity to be on a screen, to be a character, to be the person that portrays someone else from the past or whatever fictional character is brought up and bring that to life. Mm -hmm. It's not as easy as it sounds, and it can be something that can actually take your life. So those are things to consider and think about as you're going through this journey, as you're going through this trial of what do I want to be in life? Who do I want to be in life? What do I want to show people in this life? Mm -hmm. Because um, Peter, whatever his name is at this point, wanted to portray that I am this person or um, these people for these characters but on the side I am this person who was casted for this people don't see that Mm -hmm. and that is one of the things that we as actors fight for once we get established that we have to hold on to and it's not easy for everyone so I just wanted to throw that in there as this shit ain't easy bro you will lose sleep you will lose friends, you will lose family, and oh. you have to maintain the fact that you're on the right path. You have to believe in yourself and believe in the fact that you're on the right path, going where you're going, and you have enough of a support to tell you that you're going the right way so it's not just you. And that is me shutting up. <laughs> All we right, can go on so now, we've done the breakdown of everything, and the next part of it all is basically... Hurry up, wait, and do what we ask you to do. But we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and tell you about how a day in the life of an actor ends. Hurry up and wait, realistically. Okay. Stay tuned. Not that one. All right, so we're back. And right now, we're going to jump straight into the end of a day in the life of an actor, and that's checkout. <sighs> checkout. Okay, so once again, we're going to talk about the two different sides of it. When you have a smaller background cast versus when you have versus when you have a cattle call. Let's start with the cattle call because those are most ridiculous. In a cattle call, when it's time to check out, there are three things that we have to check into once again. Because if this could if this particular casting calls for you to have had a wig or hair piece, you've got to go back to hair and turn in that piece before you get your voucher back. If it was a situation in which you were given press-on tattoos or whatever makeup may have had to do as far as prosthetics or whatever, you've got to go to them. And you're not going to get your voucher signed until they take your tattoos off. Same thing with wardrobe. If you have a piece of their clothing, you must first go to them and return what you have before you can get your voucher signed. So when it comes to checkout, starting with the cattle call. Mm. Cattle calls are the worst because, like I told you, there are upwards of hundreds of people trying to get out of there at the same time. Sometimes thousands as okay. we have experienced. Right. So, at first, you might think, oh, okay, it's just checkout. No, it's not just checkout. With all the parts that I told you about previously, 
with checkout with a cattle call, you must understand that everybody at this point is probably frustrated because they've been on set all day. And by the time we've gotten to lunch, most people are already arguing about wanting to go home. So some people are arguing about going home when they get there because the line is that long. (laughs) Facts, especially if it's a cattle call, because when they see how many people are there, they're already ready to go home. But this is what they book for the day. And I'm not about to lose a piece of money. A little bit. But they get to the lines and first and foremost in the cattle call, they're all going to run. I don't know what that's about, but people run, they stampede to getting their voucher signed. Think of the worst Black Friday sale you could ever think about. If there is a sale on Black Friday and people are getting trampled, that is what a casting call looks like for us. Like, It is disgusting at the beginning of the day. So, yes, that cattle call sign out is going to be drastic. Me, myself, personally, because I have good patience, I don't even run. I don't go with them. I let everybody go ahead and do what they got to do. And I go sit down because at this point, I'm not about to stand in line and wait for 100 people or thousands of people to get their paper signed. I will just wait until the line goes down and leave because at the end of the day, I'm still getting paid. So whatever time they have to write on mine because I'm still here, I'm still getting paid. Okay, I don't know what kind of casting calls you are going to, my brother, but some of the casting calls that I go to, it's going to be about two, 3,000 people, and if you are not first in line, you are last out on your ass, and I can't be that person. I've genuinely had people that I know have gotten to the front of the line often, and they tell me that they were there hours ahead of time. I have never been one of those people to be at a casting call an hour or two ahead of time because I've shown up to castings and you can just show up audition within 30 minutes and disappear as if you were never there. You are just a number, but I do have friends that show up hours early just because the relevance of what they are doing is that big, that people are going to show up. And me personally, I've reached out to those friends. Those friends have reached out to me and we have actually collaborated to a point to where we are going to start going to castings with each other because when the casting is that relevant and the designer or whoever is promoting that casting is that relevant, people are going to show up that don't even know what the hell they are doing. We had people that showed up to our last casting that we went to for Milano And they did not follow what was on the casting whatsoever. The casting asked for people with slicked back hair, people with model experience, people of a certain ethnicity, a specific color. And no one that was in that line for several hours were of what they asked for. But they were in that line looking for a chance solely on the fact that they saw the casting that was online and they said they wanted to be a part of it. It doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter how well you represent yourself. It doesn't matter your damn resume. If you're not in that line at the right time, you're going to miss out on an opportunity solely because someone 
that is not even in this damn industry, someone that doesn't give a damn about what you're doing right now in comparison to what you do, someone that hasn't worked as hard as you do, decided that on that specific day that they were going to show up before you and take that opportunity before you, not even knowing what the hell that they're getting into. We experienced that this weekend. Okay, but that's a casting call. We're talking about checking out from filming. I'm saying that is a cattle call, which is something that you mentioned at the beginning right. of this segment. But we're talking about checking Which still goes out. into the checking out part because if you are still in that line, are you checking out having that opportunity given to you or are you checking out still standing in that damn line? Because based on our experience, we were in that line for minimal two hours each. <laughs> no. Minimal two hours each. Exactly. Some people have friends that can get them there a little bit quicker than others. However, we were in that cattle call two hours each. And when the call time came and went, when the call time ended and we were sent off, some people, let me mention hundreds, did not get a chance. So at the end of your call, you are not always going to get the opportunities that you expected when you walked into it. Sometimes you get to the end of that call and you never even got called on at all. So keep that in mind. You are going to go through situations. You're going to go to castings where there are two, three, four thousand people actually at that casting. And you don't get a chance to make it to the end because your end is them calling it quits for the day. Right. Because they didn't rent the building for long enough. That is why I mentioned that. That is why I brought that to light. Because not a lot of people understand that part. Not a lot of people wait till the end. A lot of people say that this isn't my opportunity and they just leave. They disappear. But there are a group of people, whether you know them or not, that are going to stand there after they call quits on the call and say that everybody needs to go home, that are going to stand there and wait for their opportunity and push for their opportunity and ask for another way in when they gave you no way in. Right. That is the only reason that I brought that up. Do with it what you may. (laughs) So definitely, if you're going to a casting... Be aware of promptness because there may be that obstacle that comes in your way where you're too late for an opportunity and miss out because you decided you weren't going to be on time or early or whatever. But when it comes to checking out, I don't even care because like I said, once I get to the line, whatever time I'm there, everybody else got signed out at 725. If I'm there till 8.30 because I was waiting, they're going to have to write that time on my time sheet. So I'm getting paid and I'm not in a rush. But checkout consists of all of those things. Checking out with wardrobe, hair, and makeup, and then finally getting your paper signed to say that you were here the entire time and now you can leave. Here's how much you get paid. Do not leave any production without having your voucher signed. Now, moving into where we are now in this day and age, 
a lot of people are moving to the electronic vouchers, which are great because at that point you can leave and be on the road and then they'll tell you, we signed you out at whatever time, blah, blah, blah. But if you get a paper voucher, do not leave without getting that voucher filled out completely and signed by someone from the production or you will not get paid for that day. They will check you at any time that they feel necessary if you did not come in and check with them first. Right. And if you came in and you decided to go to your car and fall asleep, if they find out, you will not be paid. But at checkout, do not leave without verifying that you were there the entire time. Because even with electronics, they at least want to check your name before you leave so that they know you were still there so that they can check you out and give you the proper pay. But with me, like I said, it's more patience over anything because I'm not in a rush to get home because I'm being paid. And once we get into our next episode to tell you what set is truly like after, well, in between check in and check out, you will realize that you're really not doing much. And for you to be sitting here to get paid for what we do, It shouldn't be a thing of anxiety or anxiousness to go home because at the end of the day, when you get home, you're not doing anything. Patience is such a virtue in this industry. It's ridiculous. Because that's all you do is wait. Hurry Hurry up up and wait. Hurry up and wait. So to close out this current episode, I will ask one question. And I'm pretty sure it's going to take us into a little leeway. But first, well, this is my only question. Do you have any regrets coming into this industry? Hmm. I can piggyback off that for sure. Because there's a lot of questions. You may have your own specific question as to what it is that drove you into it here. If you are even in this industry, not even what, if your industry is true, what would make you want to get into this industry at that? Because hearing what we would have to say, there's a lot that goes into it. So if you still want to actually get into this industry, knowing how treacherous some of the situations you get to may be, what would make you want to get into this industry and what makes you strive to be better in this industry? Mm-hmm. What keeps you going? You know? Mm-hmm. Cause it's very hard for us to actually keep this going for much longer than a few months, maybe a year or two. What actually gives you that drive to stay in this industry as long as you actually do? That is something for me to ask you. So leave all your comments. Let us know how you feel about this episode. If you've learned something from it, definitely hit us up. All of our social media will be at the end of this broadcast. And we thank you guys for taking the time to listen. We appreciate all the clicks and all the love. And we'll see you next time on Shacking Up. And please follow us because we are people that want to inform you on what's going on in this industry on a day-to-day life. 
We want to give you the opportunity to jump ahead of others. We want to give you the information that allows you to take that step past what you thought was possible in the realm that you want to be in. And if you are looking for people that can give you that inside information, that can give you that day-to-day clarification on what's going to happen when you decide to jump into the realm that we are currently in, we are not full-on professionals. We are people that are looking and striving to be the next best thing that are in this industry. We have our credibility, but we also are striving for better things in this life, not only in this industry, but in our personal lives as well. So if you ever have any kind of questions for any of that, how you can grow in both the acting industry, modeling industry, or just in life in general, please let us know. Hit us up. Text us. DM us. We are here to listen and we are here to answer questions. So let us know what's up with y'all. And with that, we'll see you guys next time on Shacking Up. You can find me on Instagram at Ashton underscore Maxwell 300. You can find me on TikTok at smartassash.